0: Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia.
1: Shout if you're glad to be here this morning. Come on, shout if you're glad to be here this morning. This is called, this, this, this message that we have for you today is called Summer Session. Somebody say Summer Session. And so we wanted the title, the subtitle of it is The four commitments of every ambassador for God. The four commitments for every ambassador of God. But the first thing that we want to release in your spirit, sometimes it's a a, a challenging word. We want to talk to you about discipline. Mm. That's not one of the four, but we're going to set it up with discipline. Discipline is the master key that unlocks wealth, that unlocks happiness. I'll say it to you again. Discipline is the master key that unlocks the doors of wealth, happiness, and greatness. Discipline will do much to you. Mm. But more importantly, sorry, discipline will do much for you. But more importantly, it's what discipline will do to you. So I want you to get this in your spirit. Discipline will not only do something for you, but discipline will also do something to you. It will make you to start to feel terrific about yourself because you exercise discipline. Janine, can you give us one of those first revelations of discipline in the scripture? Come on.
0: So, one of the first things is that discipline Whew, I'm sorry.
1: Go ahead, go ahead. Just take your time. I can't with these notes
0: right now. Go ahead, go ahead. I just need a couple people who acknowledge the spirit of God in this place to get up and begin thank to you, thank him. Hallelujah.
1: Thank you, Lord. Ah,
0: you, you, hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah, mm. God. My
1: God. We honor
0: your presence My. in this place.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm. We're nothing without you. If I could just have one more person ah, who's a worshiper, come on. who doesn't find a robbery mm. to give God praise right now. Come hallelujah.
1: On, lift him, lift them! lift them!
0: Oh, God, lift we bless them. you. Oh, God, we love you. Lord, we honor you. You've been better than us than we could ever be to ourselves. If we had a thousand tongues, We couldn't thank you enough. Sweep through this place today, God. I decree a special anointing upon every hearer. Whether they be online, whether they be in the house today. Whether they're listening at another time, God, because your spirit knows no time. And your spirit knows no space. We wait for you. We wait for you, God. (laughs) Break our hearts to the things that break your heart, God. Help us to put all of the things that don't matter aside, God. But we pray that our hearts would be fallow ground today. In all the days of our life. Thank you for reminding us in worship, God, to be obedient. Thank you for reminding us in worship to say yes. Thank you for reminding us in worship, God, to yield to you. Holy Spirit. Thank you for reminding us that even when we miss the mark, God, that we are safe in your arms. The supernatural peace of God, guard the hearts and the minds of Bishop, all of Pastor Hyacinth's children and grandchildren, and all of us who loved her so dearly, We thank you, Lord, that she'll be the wind beneath our wings as we go forth and honor her and honor you, God, with our lives by doing what you have told us to do. We bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you for worshiping some more with me there. Woo! diligence Proverbs 12:24 says the hand of the diligent mm. or the disciplined one shall bear rule but the slothful shall be under tribute or tax or shall be forced to labor mm. Proverbs 12:24 again the hand of the diligent put yeah. your hand up yes
1: the hand
0: the hand of the diligent the hand of the diligent, it shall bear rule. If you're disciplined, your hands, anything your hands touch, you'll become a ruler over it.
1: Yes, yes.
0: But if you're slothful, you'll be under forced labor. But as kings, kids, we're not supposed to be under forced labor. We have the hand of the diligent in his bearing rule. Amen,
1: amen, amen. Proverbs 22, 29. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? Seest thou a man disciplined in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not remain in obscurity. I'll say it to you again. Seest thou a man diligent or disciplined in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not remain in obscurity.
0: Diligence, Proverbs thirteen four. The soul of the sluggard desireth and yes. has nothing. Say
1: it again. Say it again. Just come on, Proverbs. Come the on, lift it. The
0: soul of the sluggard or the lazy one, it desires but it has nothing. But the soul of the diligent or disciplined one mm. shall be made abundant or fat. Now that's a fat we want in our lives, yes, yeah. Yes,
1: that's it.
0: The soul of the sluggard desireth; it's mm. wanting, it's wanting, it's it's wanting. But it has nothing. But the soul of the diligent or the disciplined one shall be made fat. Mm.
1: Say, Lord, Lord, release discipline upon my life.
0: Release discipline. Come upon on my now, life. say
1: it again. Say, Lord, Lord, release discipline upon my life.
0: Release discipline upon my Amen. life. Amen.
1: Now, what is discipline? Discipline is the willingness to do what you need to do when you need to do it, whether you feel like it or not. Yeah. I'll say it to you again. Discipline is the willingness to do what you need to do when you need to do it, whether you feel like it or not. (laughs) Let me give you this one. There are multiple rewards for every Every, every disciplined effort every single discipline. I want to release that into your spirit again. There are multiple rewards for every area where you discipline yourself. The rewards are incredible if you bring yourself, by the help of the Holy Ghost, to a, a, a state of discipline. The last one. The smallest of disciplines practice every day. I'll say it to you again. The <laughs> smallest of disciplines practice every day compound over time. Yeah. Somebody write this down. The compound effect That's right. or compound interest. The smallest of disciplines compound over time. Now let me tell you why you cannot afford to be casual about your life, the life of your family members, your children, our church. Casualness leads to casualties. We going to teach y'all today this summer session. So just relax. You can't afford to be casual with your life, nor the life of your children, the life of your spouse, the life of our community, because being casual will lead to casualties. Yes, yes. Some of us know when we let certain things go, let your health go. I keep thinking about David Sample. He would always say, check your numbers, brother. Check your numbers, brother. It's just ringing in my head. Check your numbers, brother. So being casual about certain things will lead to casualties. Now, success is the process of turning away from something to turn towards something better. I'ma turn away from something To turn towards something better. It's like being in a bad relationship. I'm going to turn away from this. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. To turn away. I'm not looking at anybody. (laughs) Why are they laughing over here? Wow. Say it to you again. This is summer session. Success is the process of turning away from something to turn to something that is better. Let me give them this one, needy. Success is an invitation to change. God, y'all don't hear me. Success is where you respond to an invitation to change, to develop, to grow, and to become. It is an invitation To move up to a better place. I want you to get all of this in your spirit. NeNe.
0: And and the question is, what is success for you? What is success for you? It's a question you have to answer at different phases of your life. At different stages of your life, the answer is different. What is success for you right now? Commit to do the work to find out what the answer is. Yes. Especially in the age of social media, we can become very distracted and even begin to feel bad about ourselves. That's good. Because your eye is so frequently on what other people are doing, what they say they're doing in many cases. (laughs) Might not even be true. (laughs) We don't know. Might not even be the person. (laughs) We don't know. We don't know, but what is success for you? And also making sure that we're not succeeding at the wrong thing. Because succeeding at the wrong thing is failure. Yes. So invest some time. The new year will be here before we know it. And we don't want to wait until December to start to think about this. What is success for you? The real question is, what is the Holy Spirit saying you should be doing at this stage and phase? Why? Because life is worthwhile if you try. Mm -hmm. Mm. You want to write this one down? Yes. Life is worthwhile if you care. Life is worthwhile if you give. And life is worthwhile. This is the one
1: where we get messed up right here if you plan and Janine why should I have a plan for my life because what do other people have for me
0: (laughs) not much Mm -hmm. other people don't have much for you we learned that other people don't have much for our children yeah yeah they go to school and you do the best that you can by them but you have to be your child's first teacher I've been telling my children that since they were very small and the other thing that we tell them and we're educators too for multiple decades but the other thing that our children have been taught is that the individuals in the schoolhouse or around you they're there for you
1: yeah yeah
0: why do we tell them that because with all humility they need to understand that they are owed something by the people who say that they're there to serve them you don't owe them they owe you it changes your mindset. It changes the way you carry yourself. It adjusts your posture. And so you have to have a plan for yourself and you have to have a plan for your spouse and help them get a plan for themselves. You have to have a plan for your marriage. You have to have a plan for your children and you have to teach them how to have plans for themselves. Now I know somebody out there saying many are the plans. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But the point is that you have the plan. Yes, we surrender the plan to God, but we can't keep coming to him with nothing. It's irresponsible.
1: Yeah, that's good, that's good. That's good, that's very good, that's very good. And so, so what we wanna, what we wanna do is, we wanna, we wanna look at this framework because according to Jesus, what matters most in life is the kingdom of God. I'll say it to you again. According to Jesus, what matters most in life is the kingdom of God. I want you to, Janine, if you could turn to Luke chapter 12. Oh, Dennis, she might need that Bible. We're gonna, <laughs> I'm going to work her today with that. I'm going to work her through that Bible. So, Luke chapter 12, Thank you, God. verse 22. And I want you to, we want to slow walk you through this because you can only have what you truly understand. If you don't understand it, the enemy comes to take it away from you. And so we want to make sure you understand this. Luke chapter 12, verse uh, 22. Just to establish this foundation, let me know when you get it, love. Luke
0: 12.
1: Yeah, you go ahead. Okay.
0: <laughs> Luke twelve twenty two. Yes. Yes. Keep. Yep. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth no, Luke,
1: Luke not. Luke twelve. Luke twelve twenty two. Sorry.
0: Luke twelve twenty two, and he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat neither for the body what ye shall put on Okay,
1: all right. So when he said take no thought for your life, he wasn't saying don't plan about your life. He was saying don't worry about your life. Don't have anxiety over your life. Amen? Keep, go through the next verse. Go ahead. Verse
0: 23, the life is more than meat, and the body is more than rain. Now,
1: meat. now, let me see. So, so Jesus is establishing your worth. He's saying that you are more than what? What is is he saying, Janine? You're more more than what you eat and you're more than what you put on. Whether it's Gucci, whether it's Polo, whether it's Versace, he's saying that you're more than all of that. So he's establishing your value. Next verse.
0: Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, Mm. which neither have store nor barn. And God feedeth them how much more are you better than the fowls?
1: Absolutely, so he's, again, he's establishing, he's seeking to establish in our heart that you are more. Come on, somebody say, I am more. Come on, say it like you're believing, I am more. I am more than what I put on. Come on, I am more than what I put on. I am more than what I eat. Come on, so he's establishing For us, your value. Come on and walk through it, Janine.
0: And which of you, verse 25, with taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? Keep going. If ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Keep going. Consider the lilies, how they grow, they toil not. They spin not, and yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of
1: these. Keep reading.
0: If then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O oh, ye? Watch this of little faith. this.
1: How much, remember he told you not to worry about how you will be clothed? And then he says right here, how much more more. will he clothe you? How much more will he give to you? Now let me give you this one right here. This is very important. Janine, read those last three verses because this is the heart of God.
0: Verse 29, and seek not ye what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink. Neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. Verse 31, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you.
1: And then he says in verse 32,
0: fear fear not, not. little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom.
1: Wow. He's addressing doubt. He's addressing fear. He's addressing anxiety. And he says, listen, I'm not even going to leave it up to you to guess what you should seek. I'm going to tell you what you should pursue. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these things shall be added to you. That word added means magnet. So as you pursue God, you become attractive. As you pursue God, you become magnetic. There it is, that's good. As you pursue God, you become the type of person that people want to be around because he has made you attractive. As you pursue God, certain opportunities come your way because you're magnetic now. You radiate, oh God, you radiate light. You radiate his presence. You radiate the fullness of who Christ is. As you pursue God, you become like him. And that's why where we started
0: is so key. Go ahead, you can clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's
0: why starting with discipline is the key. Because if we're not disciplined, we'll never be able to be seekers.
1: Yes. Ooh, that's good.
0: Only seekers find. Yes. But only those who are disciplined seek.
1: Hmm. That's good. That's good. Walk down that street again. <laughs> Come on. Come on.
0: I love when you feel like we got yeah, it yes, across yes. the room. Yes. <laughs> only seekers find. But only those who are disciplined seek. And so we have to discipline ourselves. Here's the good news, too, because I can feel some people saying, man, I've been trying to be disciplined for a long time. You don't have to do it alone. Why are you trying to do everything by yourself?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Here's where God told me to tell this story. So somehow I got up and ran two miles this morning. If you knew what I ate yesterday, you wouldn't be clapping for me because I was undisciplined.
1: <laughs>
0: Mel, it was bad.
1: It was very bad. It was but very I got
0: bad. up and I ran two miles this morning. And while I was running, the Lord said something to me. And, and Woody, the Holy Spirit just told me to share it now. So obviously we have three children, Joshua, Grace, and Nathaniel. To protect the identity of the innocent, I will not tell you which one of the three children said the things I'm about to tell you, they said. (laughs) One of our children is very much a yes ma'am, yes sir child. Very much so. Extremely disciplined as well. The other child is very much, since this big, a let me help myself child. I'm not calling names. (laughs) No names. I I got it. Everything, I got it. The other child is very much, again, since this big, a you have to take my permission if you want me to do this type of person. Mm. So we have, you have to take my permission. Take my permission. That's how small they were. They didn't even know what they were saying but they've been telling us that since this big you have to take my permission if you want to do certain things you know and really serious about their self too we have a. let me help myself and we have a yes sir yes ma'am and as I was running God said ask the people to identify which one of them they are which one of those are you you just need to know for self-assessment purposes. But then he said, the Holy Spirit said, independence is not a rule in the kingdom of God. Those who seek to be independent are actually out of his will. Because as kingdom citizens, American citizens value independence but kingdom citizens value community and dependence on the king which one are you we come from heaven it's our country it's our home country so we have to become citizens who are dependent on the king and being dependent on the king changes everything hallelujah It changes everything, but it's a different mindset. And when we're overcome by the culture of our, the country that we've been sent to, when we act like we are residents of the country we've been sent to, we value independence. But when we act like citizens of the country that we come from originally, and we're saved so we can regain our citizenship too. We value dependence on the king. Which one are you? God said, tell the people that I need you to do what I said. Because I said so. Anybody ever heard their parents tell me?
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm just
0: telling you what he told. This was on my run. Good thing I didn't eat right yesterday. I might not have run. That's not true. God said, tell my people that I said, do what I said because I said so. That's it. I know you have excuses. I know your schedule's busy. I know you have kids and you are spending so much money and you don't know how you're going to solve the challenges. I know the job has you tired. I know you're afraid. I know you've been hurt. I know your spouse is not cooperating. But lose the excuses. I know it's a hard word. And do what I said. Because I said so. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Disciplined, honoring, obedient. Why? Yes. Because it's better than sacrifice. Yes. Let him who hath an ear to hear,
1: and on hear what
0: the Spirit is saying. Amen. Amen.
1: On the other side of your obedience, God will give you understanding. It's good. Yes. On the other side of your obedience, he will give you understanding. You might not know who you are blessing as you obey. The enemy will always make you think that when you obey God, you lose. But every time you obey God, you have triggered the winning process. That's good. Say it again. That's real good. Every time you obey God, you trigger and you jumpstart and you—it's—it's it's like a catalyst for the winning process. The enemy will constantly communicate to you that money you gave is nothing. Mm. That little Bible study you attended is nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That prayer you prayed over your children, they ain't listening to you. Mm. They gonna do what they wanna do anyway. But every Every time time. you obey, you trigger the winning process. I know some mothers in here that every time you obey and you pray for your children and fathers that laid hands on your children and the enemy would communicate to you, that's nothing. And here's why we stop. Here's why we stop. You ready for it? Yeah. Easy to do, easy not to do. That's why we stop. Because it's, it's easy. Think about it. Why don't you drink a gallon of water every day? Easy to do, easy not to do. Why wouldn't you get up every morning and just stretch? Easy to do, easy not to do. So he's saying every time you come to me in prayer, you're winning.
0: That's good.
1: Even when you obey and you don't feel like it because your feelings are catch up to your actions. So that, that's, that's, and that's where the discipline comes because the discipline, if, uh, th- there are people that might say, I don't even feel like being in this relationship. I don't feel like being married. I don't feel like being a father. I don't feel like being a mother. I don't feel like a ben- being a parent. Anybody ever been there before? But you do it anyway, and then your feelings catch up to you. You say, oh, it's 5 o'clock. I'm all right. (laughs) I made it through the day. I didn't know how I was going to get these kids down here, but we made it. Why? Because you did it. How much more in the things that God is asking you to do? So we want you to understand that the kingdom of God is God's heart. I want you to put that in your notes. The kingdom of God is God's heart. When he said, it is your father's good pleasure to give you something, to give you something. Now, here's, here's what Jesus calls us, which is very important. He only mentions Christian three times in the Bible. He only mentions believers 15 times. But he mentions being disciples 253 times. That's why we got to understand, so what does it mean to be a disciple? We set you up by talking to you about discipline, but what does it mean to be a disciple? Because if you don't understand what these terms mean, you can't access what God wants to give you kingdom vocabulary yes say it again nini it's kingdom
0: vocabulary so you know when you were taught in school the teacher would give you a vocabulary list depending on a different subject you were studying because if you don't understand the vocabulary then you'll you'll miss large pieces of what's trying to be communicated so this is part of your kingdom vocabulary watch this
1: so a disciple the word disciple means to be a learner Disciple means, Now let's look at it in the context of King Jesus. Disciple means to be with King Jesus, Mm -hmm. to learn from Mm -hmm. King Jesus, and to become like King Jesus. I'll say it to you again. A disciple means to be with God. This is Mark 3, 14. Mm -hmm. He said Jesus picked his 12, and the first thing he did, he was with them. See, you, see, people can pick up who you really are when you allow them to be with you. Yeah. People can pick up your disciplines when you allow them to be with you. It's hard to be a disciple when no one allows you to be with them. That's good. See, we've embraced the kind of American classroom concept, but Jesus said, to be my disciples, you have to be with me. So it's be with me, learn from, and become like me. And that's why he says this, Janine. Take my yoke upon you, and what? Learn of me. You, you just got the revelation. <laughs> Take my yoke upon,
0: Learn and what? of me.
1: Say it loud. Learn. And learn. Learn. For my burden is what? Light, and by what? So when I humble myself before God, when I submit to the church community, I'm putting myself in position to learn. Watch this. God can bless you in environments where people don't even like you. Uh Because you honor his system. We get so caught up in people liking us. That's their problem because I'm likable. So you not liking me is your issue. You, ain't, you don't like me because your father didn't like you. You don't like me because your mother didn't like you. But I'm likable. Y'all ain't hear me. I'm going to talk over here. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? You get so caught up and miss, you mismanage what God would desire to give to you because you get caught up in people liking you you get caught up in how they feel about you, and if you get always caught up in how people feel about you, that makes you a slave to their opinions. Yeah. And that, and and guess what happens? That doesn't allow you to evolve before people. All change, do you realize that all families are messy? That's right. Ask your cousin. Do you realize that all Families are messy. Do you realize that all change is hard at first, messy in the middle, but beautiful in the end? That's the change process. Selah. (laughs) She's going to read that scripture. Go ahead. I love it. Yeah. Hey. Mark three
0: fourteen. We yes. just went over it. I just want to elaborate here. And he ordained 12 that they should be with him. Mm,
1: mm, mm, mm.
0: And that he might send them forth to do what? To preach. What else? Verse 15. And to have power. To heal sicknesses. And to cast out devils. So there's a three-pronged reason. Mm. There's a there's there are That's benefits good. of being with him. He wanted them to be with him for those specific reasons. He ordained the 12 that they should be with him. Yes. And that they might send that he might send them forth. So when you're a disciple, and you're with him, you're going to be sent forth. Yes. Why are you sending me forth? To preach. Say it with me. Why is he sending you forth? To preach. Why is he sending you forth? To is he sending you forth to preach afraid? How is he sending you forth to preach? With what? With power. With power. It's right there in the scripture. Now, he sent you forth to preach And to have power to do what? Heal sicknesses, multiple, and cast out devils. I'm not going to go, I'm not going to do it. But there's a time coming when we're going to have to spend some time on the fact that deliverance is a part of what we have to do when we preach and go forth with power.
1: There's there's, there's coming a time where we won't be able to avoid the power of the Holy Ghost. Did you ever? Did you ever purchase a toy for your children, only to find out that the children were so excited, and they, they like, Mom, Dad, there's no batteries in here.
0: All the time,
1: I can't even power up these toys. But when the Holy Spirit comes. He's saying the batteries are included. He didn't do the trick of the toy store where it says you got to go out Christmas morning to get batteries. He's saying, listen, for what I am calling you to do, the batteries are included. When you are saved, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in your spirit. But as you get baptized in the spirit, he begins to blow out of your spirit. And you get the overflow. So that overflow, that's why he says, out of your belly, out of your belly. When he comes in, he comes in your belly. That's the deposit of the spirit. But then the spirit will come again to release the rivers of living water. Amen. Amen. This is summer session. No, no. Listen, listen, listen. Watch this now. So to be a disciple is to be in a perpetual state of learning. To be a disciple is to be in a perpetual state of learning. The Bible says that his ways are past finding out. He'll show you something that's not in a school. He'll show you something that's not in a book. He'll show you something in your family line that only the Spirit of God could reveal. He'll show you something when you go on a fast. He'll show it to you. He'll show you mysteries that you have not known. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of 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 following God that the more you discover about him, the more you don't know. The more he steps back and say, keep coming, keep coming. And, and, And that's why you start to, you start to, that's why you surrender, you lose your head, you lose your mind, you lose what's heady and you begin to embrace the mind of Christ to say, look, it's only to know you. It's only to know you. Knowing you is the goal, oh my God. Jesus. Now watch this. Mm -hmm. So as you spend time with him as a disciple here's some evidences some evidences of what you might have learned. Mm -hmm. Watch this. Have you learned how to love? Let me tell y'all. Let me be 22 years of marriage. I thought I knew what love was. I ain't knew nothing about love until I married her. I have learned how to love. I have learned how far I am. Do you realize that this relationship can reveal quickly your own wretchedness? Can reveal quickly your own attitudes, can reveal quickly, because sometimes when you by yourself, you don't, you don't realize how many decisions you make that are independent of people. But when you in the marriage, <laughs> woo, I got to check in. I got to ask. I got to look her in her eyes. I got to tell the truth. No omission. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? So I have, being a disciple, I have learned how to love. That's an evidence. Have you learned how to forgive? Uh Have you learned how to come face to face with people and reconcile? That's an evidence. Have you learned how to father? Ah, Not according to your ways, not the American way of fatherhood, but the kingdom way of fatherhood. Have you learned how to be a mother? That was a mother. Have you learned how to be a mother? Have you learned how to be a friend? Have you learned to give? Have you learned to extend grace and mercy and suspend judgment? Mm -hmm. All of those things you learn when you are a disciple. But isn't that the same thing that God does to us? us. A man of God said to me this way, he said, we're often easy on ourselves but hard on others. Easy on ourselves, but very hard and exacting and very severe on others. Yeah. So these are some of the evidences that you pick up as a disciple. Amen.
0: 1 Timothy. Yes. 4.16. 1 Timothy 4.16. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself Mm. and those who hear you. Read it again. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this and being disciplined and continuing in the doctrine. Thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Wow.
1: Wow. That is that is loaded. So when we touch, so, so the first the first commitment that you must make as an ambassador of God is to seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now, let me just give this to you. What matters most, because Jesus is telling us what matters most, what matters most will always give perspective to anything that matters at all. So he's giving us a framework, Ev, to say the kingdom of God matters most, and if it matters most to you, it will give you perspective to everything else that matters at all. Jesus spent so much time talking about the kingdom because it was the framework for everything his disciples needed to learn. Seek ye first the kingdom is the call to keep the main thing the main thing. It is the framework for determining our priorities. The kingdom of God, if you are willing to embrace it, has the power To reorder everything in your life. Now, let me give you a definition of what the kingdom is. The kingdom of God is this. The governing authority of a king over a territory, impacting it with his will, his intent, and purpose, producing a citizenry of people Who reflect the king's culture and manifest the nature of his glory. So as you pursue the kingdom of God, it should produce something from you. As you pursue the kingdom of God, it should crush your former nature and produce the newness of Christ to emerge from your life. Amen? Let me give you a second definition for the kingdom. The kingdom of God is God's reign through God's people, that's us, over God's place. The kingdom of God is God's reign. That means he literally reigns in your life. That's why it says let the peace of God rule in your heart. That's why you can be in the worst situation in your life and the kingdom of God comes to govern you. It governs you in your marriage. It governs you as a father. It governs you as a mother. It governs you as an influencer in this world. Last definition for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God is the active reign, not the dead reign. It's the active reign of God's in our hearts, in the hearts of his people. I'll tell you it again. The kingdom of God is the active reign of God in the hearts of his people. So, watch this. God's reign saves you. God's reign saved us from death to life. God's reign saved us from shame to glory. That's why he says, Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts, strong and mighty. God's reign saves us from slavery to freedom. God's reign saves us from following sin to following our savior, and God's reign saves us from darkness, and it translates us into the light. He literally pulls you out of darkness and transfers you into the kingdom of light. Now, here's the challenge. We have to realize that at all times, that God is for us. We have to realize that at all times, God is for our joy. We have to realize at all times that we are the crown of his creations. His rules are not prohibitions to have a meaningless and joyless life, but he sets boundaries on things because he knows that it will compromise our freedom. He puts boundaries in our lives, not because he's saying you can't do this, you can't do that. He doesn't give you a list, but he puts boundaries in our lives because he's saying that when you do that, it's going to take away your freedom. You can't rule no more. He's not talking about going to church. He's not talking about putting on pretenses for people, but he's saying that when you engage in this behavior, this behavior takes away your freedom.
0: And here's, here's how your freedom gets taken away. You don't realize that your freedom is taken away at first. It takes away your
1: peace first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first thing that goes.
0: You lose your peace. And then you realize that you're unshackled. The besetting sins have you walking around. You might not look like you have chains on, but you can't, you can't think right. You're not operating properly. You're not being productive. Because when you try again to be free in the sense that our country, our society defines freedom, you end up being bound. But when you seek the peace of the king, you realize true freedom.
1: Yeah. And that's why sin is not only a rebellion against God, it is a replacement of God. Now it puts you in the position where you're into self rule. You are, as Janine was saying earlier, you are autonomous. Mm -hmm. And here's the challenge without the challenge of not allowing God to be king over your life. I want to give you this wisdom anything that rules over you Mm -hmm. other than God will be a harsh king. Anything that rules over you other than God will be a harsh king. Every addiction will be a harsh king. Yeah. Every bad relationship, every abusive relationship, it will be a harsh king king but he's saying as you pursue me I'll move that out the way yeah. as you pursue yeah. me I'll take away your satisfaction for that as you pursue me I'll give you new friends I'll give you new relationships I'll give you a new dimension of peace because I'm your king yeah. let me rule your life I'm God my plan is better than your plan my show me your plan
0: <laughs>
1: show me your plan but then I'm gonna show you my plan yeah And so we're going to commune together to say, you can do that part of the plan. You can move on that. You're free to do that. You're free to draw. You're free to write. You're free to speak. You're free to do all of these things. You're free to lead. But anything or anyone that we allow to rule over us will be a harsh king. How do we know he will be a harsh king? Because that king will make promises that it cannot keep. Well, you thought you was going to be, I thought you was, I thought if I did this, you would, no, I'm out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That king will disappoint you, then blame you. Oh, that was on you. Mm-hmm. That was on you. I didn't I ain't even know you. I didn't do that. Whatever you look to to satisfy you, besides God, will end up enslaving you. I'll say it to you again. Whatever you look to to satisfy you, besides God, will end up enslaving you. I'm going to tell you time and time again even people you see, superstars with a lot of money, with a lot of fame, with all of that stuff, they're still enslaved still not free got everything they sipping champagne they toasting they smoking and they and they putting this picture out here still not free still not happy and what i am saying to you is that you have it yeah you have it the bible that says he that has the son has life but he that has not the son has death you have life you have the supernatural power of god moving in you. And that's why you cannot allow yourself to be ruled by your career. That's why you can't allow yourself to be ruled by bodily perfection. That's why you can't allow yourself to be ruled by the opinions of other people because he frees you from all of that. And when you finally step into the place where you embrace, let me say this to you, much of what God has for us Is received and not achieved you receive it and then you start to work it out but you have to receive first what he said about you because what he said about you might very well supersede the plans your parents had for you it supersedes your neighborhood it supersedes America it's not from here that's why you can be in the world and not of the world. Why? Because Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. That means that the moment that you are starting to manifest the reality of who you are really are, it will make people feel like that's another world. She has something different. Yeah. He has something different. And I would give anything to have what you have. And I am telling you, believers or disciples, I'm telling you, you have it.
0: Here's, just yes. want to make sure you yes. have Isaiah 9, 6, yes. because it is the foundation, the proof, yes. if you will, for My everything God. that Pastor Omar is saying. For unto us a child is born. It's yes. not just for
1: Christmas. Ooh, 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 ooh. Stop it, stop it, stop it,
0: stop it. For unto us a child is born. Ooh. Unto us a son is given. In the what? And the government shall be. Upon his shoulder. What government, Janine? The government of the kingdom of God, for which this is the Constitution. And his name shall be called Wonderful, mm. Counselor, the Mighty God, the, the Mon- Everlasting Father, the Prince whoa. of whoa. Peace. Whoa, whoa,
1: That's mm. your proof. Watch this, Janine, watch this. And then it says in that verse... This is where we come in. And the increase of his kingdom, there shall be no no
0: end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. God. No end. Upon the throne of David, verse Mm, 7, and upon mm, his mm. kingdom, what? To order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice. Wow. From henceforth, even forevermore. Here it is. The zeal of the Lord of hosts mm, will mm, perform mm. this. Wow. And then in the, New, in the New Testament, it tells us that you have to have a zeal, but it has to be according to what? Knowledge. According to
1: knowledge. Yeah. And that's why he says, that's why he says in Hosea 4, 6, he says, this is why we have to be learners. He said, Satan is not doing all of the destruction to us. Mm-hmm. We give Satan too much credit. He says, Hosea 4.6, he says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Now watch this, ignorance, Minister Baldy, ignorance is transferable, that's why it's dangerous. He says, because you have rejected knowledge, this was gonna happen to your children. I, not only will you not represent me, but he says, I will reject your children. E- write this down in your notes ignorance is transferable every time you fail to read a book you reject knowledge every time you fail to take the notes you reject knowledge every time you fail to study you reject knowledge because what is a disciple it's a learner Mm. learn of me Mm. and ignorance watch this ignorance alienates you ephesians chapter 4. ignorance alienates you from the life of god so you might be in church for years and you say, well, why am I not experiencing that? You're ignorant. Mm. Okay. Okay. Why am I not experiencing that? You're ignorant. You have not put yourself in a posture to learn in our business, in our business. We spend, we spend hundreds of dollars every year buying books, buying CDs, uh, subscribing to podcasts because ignorance will cost you. We buy things, they tell you, this is how you charge. This is the look you make when you're in the meeting. You don't look down, you wait. You be confident, because people will make you feel like you don't belong in the meeting, but when you get to the meeting, do this, and they'll know that you're polished. You don't charge by the hour, you charge by your value.
0: You charge for what you bring to the hour. Yes. But you got to make sure you're bringing something you to the hour. You got to make sure you bringing
1: something. That's why you read. That's why you study. And when you do that, God says, oh, didn't we read the scripture? Study to show yourself. Watch this. Studying will, 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 will expedite the approval process. Studying will expedite. God's approval process he said you approve why because when you get on the platform you won't embarrass me here's the second thing that you need to learn here's the second thing the four commitments here's the second commitment first one is seek first the kingdom of God the second one we'll go through it quickly second one is Luke 19 occupy until I come mm-hmm. so that means this is very important You want to max out, somebody say, max out. You want to max out, Elder Howard, on every area of your life. That means you want to fulfill the potential for every area of your life. Here's the first area, if you are, here's the first area that you have to max out in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Do not leave, do not be casual about your marriage. You, 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 whether you got to go to counseling, whether you got to read the books, we're subscribed to all types of stuff. Why? Because this relationship, outside of my relationship with God, my relationship with myself, you do know you need to have a relationship with yourself. You do know that you need to talk to yourself. David encouraged himself. You need to have a relationship with yourself. This relationship right here is important, and I want to max out. I wanna find out what it means to be married. What are the indicators of a successful marriage? I know for her, top need, I need to be cared for. So I just make a list of everything that I anticipate she might need. She need gas, she need food, she need towels, she need, there's a whole list. The women like, yo, you in it. Yo, I'm in it brother, I done done tripped up before, I'm anticipating. Why why she won't just tell you, women just don't tell you. I want you to think about what I need. Oh, I got that lesson. I got the t-shirt, right? I want you to, here's the other one, Janine. I want you to plan something for me. So I have become, am I right? A great planner. Because I'm trying to max out. Y'all laughing. All right. Here's the other things that you got to max out on your family. Raise your children. Ray, no, no, my father used to say it like this. Why you leaving? He said, why are you leaving your children up to somebody else? They're your children. Raise your children. Well, dad, I don't know what to do. Take a parenting class.
0: Watch How many video. books have
1: you read about parenting since you've been a parent? One, well, you can see the results that you've gotten. Parenting is a verb. And I said the marriage first or the relationship with mom or dad First, because kids look at what they see, and they hear more stuff than you think. They'll run that thing back to you like, I heard, I was listening. I heard it's some money for me, Dad. Where is it? All right. So watch this. You want to max out on your gifting. You want to max out on your gifting. Your gifting makes room for you. Stop apologizing for what God has gifted you with.
0: Yeah, please. Stop.
1: I'm just, stop being timid. That's not humble. Stop being scared and embrace what he gave you. If you write, write. If you speak, speak. If you organize, organize. Whatever you do, do that. It's your natural gifting. So he wants you to max out on those areas. And if he gave you a business, do business. I've been reading this powerful book by a Jewish rabbi very important about what they do in the Jewish culture. In the Jewish culture, they, they don't have this, uh, this secret business thing. Every time they meet one another, they're always very open about what they do. Hey, I, I run such and such law firm, I run such and such uh, doctor's office, why? Because they wanna do business together. They don't see business as a curse. Or they don't see business as a bad thing. They don't see money as a bad thing. The Bible says the love of money is at the root of all evil, but we gotta do business. So whatever your business is, put your mind on it. Put your mind on it. And stop apologizing for desiring to blow up.
0: That's right. Because you will
1: see other cultures, they like apologizing for what? I'm about to send three kids somewhere, are you crazy? And that costs money. Stop apologizing for your business. Here's the third thing that we need to do. And this one is big. You need to be a witness. You need to be a witness. All I can say is this to you. It's for all of us. It's for all of us, guys. He says, you shall be my witnesses. The witness is the one who validates the claim about Jesus. All of us are responsible for being a witness. I read a man of God who said this. He said, ask the church this one thing. And it's powerful. I want you to get this down. He said, what is it? or what is there to do that only the church can do? Mm -hmm. What is there to do that only the church can do? Red Cross can't do it. Some other organization can't do it. It's very interesting that God didn't choose a military to be a witness. He didn't choose some great business to be a witness. He chose, as imperfect as his bride may be, he chose his church. And that is why he said, the gates of hell shall Shall not prevail prevail against my bride. Because his bride is called to be a witness. I am telling you, witness to somebody at Chew and Shelton, this guy, this little kid, he received Jesus so fast, his mother just stepped back and said, go ahead. In, in 25 seconds, he said, I understand, I believe it, and I accept it. If you guys have the video, you can put that video up, but you gotta be a witness. It's our call that Garrett is right there. As my Savior. In Jesus name. Believe, oh my, you believe that? 12 seconds. Some more stuff that happened afterwards, but all I'm saying to you is we cannot leave this responsibility up to anybody else. When you look at Matthew 28, yeah. verses 19, the President of the United States Some other organization all around the world. We are the only entity, the church, that is legally authorized to go into the world. Yes. I want want that to hit your spirit. Yes. We are the only entity that is legally authorized to go into the world. That's why we can't leave the assignment of witnessing. To somebody else. And a guy had broad and he comes he stares at me the whole time. He comes around me and he says, I need something to read. He comes to the table, comes behind me. I need something to read. He said, I got a drug problem. I got to kick this thing. He said, do you think I can kick this drug problem? He asking me, he don't even know me. Do you think I can kick this drug problem? And then I began to witness, I shared the gospel with him. He received Christ just like that, just like that. He said, man, I feel better already. He said, will you follow up with me for Bible study? Will you follow up with me to walk me through this? See, that's what it means to be a disciple. Then I turn around, I see two little boys, eight and nine years old. I asked the boys, I said, How can I pray for you? I prayed for them. They were interested in football, interested in all this stuff. And then I said, have you ever accepted Jesus Christ in your life? They said, what's that? Y'all better stop playing with me. How will they hear unless they meet you?
0: Yes.
1: How will they hear unless they meet you? And I had a brother who was was on our team, and he said this, and I quote. He said, God told me. Member of New Covenant. He said, God told me that nothing in my life will work out for me unless I obey him and this command, not a suggestion, Mm -hmm. this command to be a witness. Now, let me help you with this. Every time I go out to witness, I have this wrestle in my flesh. I don't wanna do it, not because I don't love people, but I think of so many things that I could be doing. And I'm wrestling, but remember what discipline is. Discipline is getting yourself to do what you need to do. yes, When you need to do it, whether you feel like it or not. And by the time I put that red apron on, by the time we set up that table, and by the time I meet somebody that's saying, look, I don't have a job, I need prayer, sure. My feelings have caught up with me.
0: Yeah. Let's just read this in your hearing. Mark 9, 36, 37, 38. But when he saw the multitudes, Jesus, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Verse 37. Then saith he unto them, his disciples, Mm. this is what we're saying to you. The harvest truly is plenteous. It's the laborers that are few. The harvest truly is plenteous. Mm, mm, mm. But it's the laborers that are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And we're wrapping this up, but we got to make this plea to you you watch the videos every week, but the same people are showing up every time we go to pray and go out. I don't know why, you know why. Some people told me, I didn't think you needed me. I see all the videos and I see this. Well, it's not about us needing you, God needs you. And God told you to be disciplined and obey his commandment to go, ye therefore, into the nations and preach the gospel. So we need you to go to the website, choose a date, show up, and go out. It's not about Omar or Janine. It's not about Pat Mims or Everett. It's not about Sister Rhonda who tore the ladies' thing off the door and we still in touch with them. It's not about Fabio. Yes. It's not about the... Why the, um... It's not about none of the names I can call who constantly show up. And I'm looking at all of your faces. I'm just telling you, this is more about what God is going to do through you and for you than it is about anything else. So somebody is saying, oh, well, I can't get out. We're not condemning you. We are not. We need you to follow up and help call people. That's a part of the mission. So just make it known that you're available and ready to do that. Why? Because the harvest is plenteous. The laborers are few. Sister Tawanda can't win all the people, even though she tries. Brother Jose need his wife with him at home some days. He gave us a thumbs up. Don't believe the lie that we don't need you. Don't believe the lie that that you don't know enough. Don't believe the lie that you're too busy. If I showed you my Google calendar, you would faint. Don't believe any of the lies that cross your mind. If you can't physically get out ask me, ask Pastor O, ask Pat Mims, ask Everett, ask Sister Tawanda, ask Elder Hiromi, ask somebody what you can do, ask uh, the Baldies, ask Reverend Echua, Minister Echua. You can do something. There's something for you to do. If just 20% of us did something twice a month we would change the northeast area of Philadelphia. So, last story. Gosh, just so much to tell you. We went to a we went to a gun violence press conference. Philly cease fire, cure violence. The room was filled with everyone from the least to the greatest. One. we begin to tell all the stories and there's so many stories and we want you to have your own stories which you'll get as soon as you come out. If you're afraid, do it anyway. I feel people tell, I feel you, I feel it right now. I'm afraid, I'm just so afraid. Come out, do it anyway. I will hold your hand. If you're on a team of people who have gone out, just stand up really quickly. Stand up very quickly. Stand up. Look around. You've gone out. You've been on the street. One of these people will hold your hand. One of the sisters I see, I won't call her out. She was terrified. <laughs> but she walked through, thank you, Abbas for Homes, and she was like a flame. She was salt and she was light. She blessed children and adults alike. Do it afraid. Be disciplined. Obey. So we're at the press release, and... We start telling all the stories, telling the stories of the teenage girl who said, oh my God, I was looking for something like this. I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Telling the stories of the elder who said, hurry up, hurry up to my husband, hurry up, hurry up so I can get saved before this bus comes, my bus coming, hurry up. Yes. Stories of the Muslim brother who I just walked up to and said, brother, how can I pray for you? He said, I'm Muslim. I said, that's okay, how can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. Husband, come here, how can we pray for this brother? By the time we finished, he had given his life to Jesus. It happens over and over and over again to give life to you. We're telling the stories. One brother starts weeping. He said, I left the church because I was so wounded. They wouldn't, they wouldn't love the people who used to come in and sleep on the back pews. They would kick them out because they smelled. And I didn't understand why they were doing that. When I was struggling with some lifestyle issues, they kicked me out. He said, but you guys, you love anyway. I hear it in your stories. He let us pray for him and gave his heart back to God and just started weeping. A professional, polished, beautiful. Another brother loved his brother from day one. said, I've... I've murdered people, I've been in jail, I did time, I turned my life around. He's weeping as we share the stories. He works right in the areas that we go. But that peace, that Jesus peace, it broke his heart. I believe we're gonna get him in a red apron. Amen, amen. People stop who are Christians from all over the city, guys and jump out of their cars and wave your hand if you've been a witness of it on the corners with us. Look at them, wait. They get out the car and say, what are you doing? How can I do this? I just tell them, get out the car and put the apron on. I give you a crash training and you can witness with us. And guess what? They do. They park their cars and get out and start witnessing with us. I got witnesses right here. I'm not making this up because it's for his church. People all over the city calling us, responding to the videos. Can you train us? Can you train our New covenant, the train has left the building. We're not saying this to you because the work won't continue without you, but we're saying it to you because we don't want it to continue without you. We don't want more people from all these places that are asking us, to help them reach Philadelphia and beyond to be beneficiaries than our own brothers and sisters. So take out your phone. You can take it out right now. Go to (laughs) nccop.org slash prayer station and pick a date or two because we need you More importantly, God
1: needs you. Amen. Amen. Wow. Father, we just close out with a prayer and an altar call. God, we're so thankful for who you are we're so thankful for you teaching us how to be ambassadors in this world. Father, you said that anybody that calls on the name of Jesus, they shall be saved. And Father, if there's, if there's anyone in this church today, or if there's anyone out there on the live stream that's saying, man, I, I've heard this message. I want Jesus to save me from my sin. And I wanna receive him. As Lord and Savior of my life. If that is you today, I want to welcome you. I want to welcome you to receive Jesus as your personal Savior. He can save you from every enslavement. He can save you from shame. He can save you from the fears of this life, the fears of this world. And he can settle all of that and make, and he can make himself the king of your life. If you're here today and you wanna receive Jesus as your personal savior, I wanna pray this prayer with you. Is there anyone here today or out there? You can call 888-260-1120 if you wanna receive Jesus as your savior. Anyone here today wanna receive Jesus Christ as their personal savior? Is there anyone here today? Or you might be saying, in addition to being saved, I wanna join this church. I wanna join a Bible-believing church where I can have a community that can help me grow and equip me in the things of God. Is there anyone here today? Amen, amen. We bless God and we thank him for all that he's done. May the church say amen, amen, and amen.
0: Thank you for joining us in service today.